Thank you for tuning in to Assertive Radiance, the place to be if you're ready to unlock your inner magic and live your best life with joy, abundance, and happiness. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, here to guide you on your journey of self-discovery and empowerment. As a fierce and committed being, you know that you're capable of achieving anything you desire. However, sometimes it can be challenging to break through fears and doubts that are holding you back. That is why every month I will dive into topics like self-care and mindset shifts to help you tap into your intuition and awaken your true potential. Ready to live with unwavering confidence? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, How to Use Critical Thinking to Avoid Scams as an Entrepreneur. Have you ever found yourself involved in a situation or purchased something only to realize that you've been misled? In today's world, manipulative communication is sadly on the rise making it increasingly challenging to evaluate information. Fortunately, there is a solution, enhancing your critical thinking skills. Critical thinking might not be the hottest topic in the mainstream, but it's a valuable resource for quickly discerning the validity of the information you encounter. It can help you make sharper decisions improve problem-solving abilities, gain a deeper understanding of the world, and enhance your creativity as you are no longer confined to a box. For as long as I can remember, critical thinking has been one of my superpowers. However, since it's a process, not an outcome, I never thought of sharing it with you until I got triggered the other day. The trigger came from a Facebook post. As my mind began to form some ideas around it, I thought, what if I use that message that I just received as a mean to show you how to decipher messages? I'll give you the heads up. Process isn't always pretty and may come across as judgmental. However, to effectively teach it, I must walk you through each step, including the not-so-pretty parts. Critical thinking serves as the foundation of three essential ingredients for success. Energy, strategy, and implementation. In essence, critical thinking is required to build long-term sustainable energy. Imagine a scenario where You and your business partner constantly clash over decisions that seem at first trivial. After days of contemplation, you realize that your partner's values don't align with yours. Recognizing this misalignment allows for a candid discussion and potentially parting ways, preventing energy-draining conflicts. Remember also that critical thinking is required to come up with sound plans and effectively implementing strategies. So here we go. First, I'm going to read you the post the way it is without any comments. Then I will read it again and show you where I got triggered and 
why I disagree with what the author is saying. So here we go. Over the next days, I will be digging into strategies of the most successful marketer in human history. He started his marketing campaign over 2,000 years ago, and till today, he is still the hottest topic. He has no social media presence, but his affiliates are everywhere on social media selling his mission and vision. Every year, Thousands of people convert and buy into his vision. His name is Jesus, and the best part, you can learn his strategy even if you're not a Christian, a.k.a. affiliate. Here we go. In his day, people constantly wondered how a carpenter's son could speak loud in, a, in the synagogue, or how a boy of a poor home was teaching thousands of people without prior training. Or, how a man with no religious background was bold enough to stand against the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the major religious leaders of his time. It was all a result of a particular trait. This trait is the center of every extremely successful self-made person that you know. If you've ever read the Bible or even listened to Bible stories, whether it's David and Goliath, Daniel in the lion's den, or even Esther becoming queen, you will see this trait in most Bible heroes. It's a trait that made Jesus' ministry blow like wildfire. It's not intelligence, looks, or even luck. It's audacity, not courage, audacity. You might wonder, what's the difference? Courage is the ability to face fear, danger, or adversity. Audacity, on the other hand, is taking bold action regardless of the norm, expectations, or potential consequences. It's daring to do what others would not even consider. Courage is reactive. It helps you face life's challenges. For example, you need to hit a financial goal and you get the courage to send a couple of cold DMs. Audacity is proactive. For example, you want to get visible and you decide to DM the top 100 biggest Facebook group owners and ask for a collaboration, even though everyone says they hate cold DMs. That's audacity. In my work as a messaging strategist, I often meet people who are willing to be courageous, show up, post great content, and sell their offer. Maybe post a couple of unpopular opinions. But I rarely meet people who actually have audacity. Audacity to say, it doesn't matter what people say, I'm going to say this. Audacity to actually pick up a side without caring. Audacity to start a real movement, not a Facebook group, not a group of 500 clients, a movement of people who stand and identify with you. Because you don't do that with courage, you do that with audacity. And that's the first thing you notice about Jesus' marketing. 
the man had audacity. That is your first step to marketing like Jesus, audacity. I mean, real audacity, not saying I'm a rebel, but all your posts are of the same. If you look at your last post you published, do you see audacity or conformity? Your next step, identify one audacious move you can take this week. After you've zeroed in on your audacious action, drop it in the comments. I'm excited to hear what you're planning. Also, let me know if you'd like to be tagged for day two of marketing like Jesus. All right, let's unpack all this. The first red flag that came to me was when I read, it's not intelligence, looks, or even luck, it's audacity not courage, audacity. It was a red flag to me because I value intelligence and courage. I also disagree with the idea that audacity is the central trait behind extreme success. In my view, achieving extreme success requires a combination of factors, including intelligence, determination, resilience, willpower, creativity, problem-solving abilities, character, and obviously courage. I also believe that if audacity is needed, it mustn't be driven by ego. While it's perfectly fine for the author to express her opinion about the importance of audacity, where I find the issue misleading is when she blends her viewpoint with Jesus and brands it as Jesus marketing. The way I get these red flags, it shows up in my belly like little snakes coiling and it tells me that my intuition is telling me something and I must pay attention. The next thing that I started paying attention is how she chose to define courage. And she says courage is the ability to face fear, danger or adversity. But her definition is incomplete. The correct definition of courage is the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face danger, difficulty, or pain without fear. It involves the ability to confront fear or adversity while remaining calm and resolute. Courage often involves taking a stand for what is right, even when it's challenging or uncomfortable. It may include defending or supporting others, especially when they are facing adversity or unfair treatment. The next thing she says is that courage is reactive. But in my view, it's the opposite because when you are aware that there is so much at stake, you have to think carefully about how you will address the issue. For example, imagine witnessing someone being discriminated at work and you are in a position where you can help that person, but it could also cost your job. You might take a few days or even weeks before you have the courage to take a stance. You might at first talk to HR, only to realize that HR is on the employer's side. So the next move might be to seek legal advice while you document everything you can. You might also reach out and offer your support to the employee. All these things require courage to get involved. And in this context, you have nothing to gain 
but everything to lose. That is true courage. And to me, there is nothing reactive about it. Another part that feels somewhat skewed is when she brings Jesus into the picture. I believe Jesus had to be intelligent and spiritually diplomatic to share his message in a way that encouraged deeper reflection and contemplation without immediate suppression. To me, Jesus was the embodiment of courage. For example, when he asked those without sin to cast the first stone to protect the prostitute from condemnation, he could have been stoned himself. When the author of the post uses the example You need to hit the financial goal and you get the courage to send a couple of of cold DMs. That, to me, is not courage. It's audacity or boldness. You have the guts to take a bold and unconventional step in the pursuit of a goal, even though others might consider it daring or unconventional. And that it is okay if that's what you choose to do. But let it be clear, it's not courage. It's audacity. You just get things done in a certain way. The next point that got me thinking was when I read Audacity to say, it doesn't matter what people say, I am going to say this. Audacity to pick up a side without caring. Let's unpack this, and I will do my best to compare and contrast without diminishing the author. Personally, I don't believe that Jesus would have acted without caring, but let's set Jesus aside for a moment. To be clear, there is nothing wrong with audacity as long as it isn't fueled by ego. With courage, a person is very much in their heart space, driven by goodness, love, and care. However, when an individual combines audacity with ego, it can create arrogance, which may come across as persuasive, but it can also be repulsive. Her intent is to create a movement as big as Jesus. But in stipulating her mission, she also undermines people who have a Facebook group or those with less than 500 clients. What does this imply? To me, there is an undertone of a lack mindset, believing that more is better. Often, in this state, we are willing to cut corners to get what we think we need. The important thing here is not what she's doing or saying, but how she is being while doing it. We see this all the time on social media where people believe they need thousands or even millions of followers, not because they care about each individual, but just to show they have huge numbers. Who does that serve exactly? Also, remember that Jesus spread his message with 12 disciples, and he wouldn't promote exclusivity in his message, he would be inclusive. It appears to me that the author wants a huge following, but is not willing to take the time it takes to build her own group. Instead, she's willing to direct message 100 biggest Facebook group owners and propose collaboration. In my views... Her marketing message would have a different tone if she had called it audacity marketing, for example. However, she chose 
and dedicated considerable amount of effort to link Audacity with Jesus marketing. This combination gives me the vibe of a manipulative preacher who uses Jesus to legitimize their deceptive agenda. It comes across as a wolf in sheep's clothing. What's even more intriguing is that she's not only revealing her sense of urgency by attempting to cut corners and collaborate to enter other people's group, but she's also painting herself in a corner because eventually she will need a platform to engage with her new audience. Yet she has already implied that Facebook group is beneath her. Now, it is possible that she's not aware of what she's doing She may have been exposed to church leaders for so long that in her heart she believes she's doing the right thing. She may have motivated some people who read the post into action, and for that we need to add understanding and give her credit where it's due. Just in case you wonder, no, I haven't and will not reach out to the author because... It's none of my business what she does or say. The people who align with her messaging will connect with her and that's it. In conclusion, the aim of this episode was to help you recognize whether any message in articles, posts, or the news on TV that you come across is honest and genuine or skewed. I usually don't share how I dissect the information I receive, but the way this post came to my attention, I thought, what if I could turn it into something positive, a teaching moment, to help you develop critical thinking from a place where you can make informed decisions based on fact rather than fluff. There is so much disinformation circulating and Sometimes we find ourselves procrastinating because we don't know if what we are reading or hearing is true. The best way to recognize when you are being misled is to listen to your gut feelings. Your intuition can perceive things faster than your mind can process. It might not provide you with the complete picture right away, but it will signal you to pay attention. However, Be careful not to take things personally. If you get really upset when reading or hearing something, wait until you cool down before taking any actions. There is a fine line between discerning and judging, and my role is to equip you with the necessary tools to help you determine what is best for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this message was insightful If you believe this episode can help a friend, please share it. Additionally, don't forget to subscribe. Until our next episode, please take care, stay safe, and have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope our time together has left you feeling inspired to tap into your inner magic. Remember, you are worthy of love, health, and wealth, and everything you need to achieve your dreams is already within you. If you've enjoyed this episode and found value in the content, please consider leaving a review and subscribing by clicking the link on the show notes. If you're ready to take your personal growth to the next level, I invite you to join the waiting list 
for courageous confidence and upcoming e-course design to help you unlock your full potential and cultivate unshakable confidence. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to continuing this journey with you.